2: Hello, Chris Evans here. Thank you so much for downloading this week's podcast, The Best of the Breakfast Show, with Sky. Coming up, Matt Lucas chats the baked potato song charity single, plus raising money for his campaign Feed NHS. The brilliant body coach Joe Wicks telling us all about PE with Joe. Kerry Godleman gets us excited for the return of Sky Atlantic's brand new original series, Save Me Too. And Deborah James gives parents homeschooling advice, plus Marie Folio shares how to make the most of our self-isolation. All that and more on the way. But Vassos, Who's first?
3: If you want to have a better day, you must listen to what our next guests say. He's just cooked the happiest of hot potatoes and he's now doing takeaway for charity. Please welcome the magnificent Matt Lucas. Hello. Good morning, Matthew. How are you? I'm all right,
2: thanks. Thank you for your song. Can you tell... People, if they don't know, if they're not aware, of the orange, or, or, not origins, or, or, sorry, oranges. origins of the song, please.
4: Yes, I will tell them about the oranges <laughs> of the <this> song.
2: <laughs> Thank you. About
4: 20 years ago, yes. I was on a very strange panel game show called Shooting Stars, which you were on, weren't you? I was indeed, yes. Yeah, And um, some weeks I would do strange songs. And I did a really silly song called Thank You, Baked Potato. And, um, and that was that, really. And then uh, the other night I was watching the news uh, Tuesday of last week and people were still going out. They were still going to bars and pubs and restaurants. And I was, I was a bit anxious. So I, I rewrote the lyrics to the song to um, uh, sort of
2: say what you should and shouldn't do. So, so the baked potato song In the Beginning on Shooting Stars, did you write it then? Yes. Okay, so, so how did that come about? Because there, there is, if, and you can watch it on YouTube, there is a little animated potato that, that features on Shooting Stars with you.
4: There's a puppet potato that features with me on, on the original Shooting Stars. And, um, yeah, I just, I don't know, I just had an, a strange moment and wrote that song. I used to try and write <laughs> silly songs every week. But then, as I say, last week I was feeling a bit anxious. So, so I thought, well, you know, I was watching people and they were still going out to bars and restaurants and stuff. So I rewrote... I rewrote the song and put it on Twitter. And I don't know whether you heard this when I said it just before, but um, I only thought a few hundred people would see it, but it's had over 3 million um, likes or whatever on Twitter, and, and people are now sending in their own versions. And someone said I should um, record the song and release it for charity. And, and the, whole, the last few weeks I've been working on a, a charity venture with Damien Lewis and Helen McCrory called Feed NHS, which is about getting hot, nutritious meals to critical care staff at the NHS. You know, and, and all this food comes from the, the supply chain uh, that was supplying restaurants and bars and cafes and schools because, because while the supermarket shelves were empty, all of that hot food was actually being thrown away. Yeah. So, so, so this initiative is to try and get that food to the, to the NHS critical care workers and hopefully, well, we have a Just Giving page, if you go to feednhs.com, and and um, we've raised nearly seven hundred thousand pounds well so done. far, and and. Um... Uh, but if you download this song, if you go to com, <laughs> you can download the song. All proceeds go to Feed NHS, And you can also make a donation there as well. I, if you can't stand the song and just want to donate.
2: There's nobody that can't stand the song. I, I sang it for an hour on the way into work this morning. It's incredible. I'm so sorry. No, sorry, it's honestly, Chris, sorry. I, don't really, I don't even know all the words. And it's only a minute long. And, um, I know. What's, what's funny, though, is uh, all of it, but uh, particularly... Um, so you've gone from a b- baked potato song on Shooting Stars 20 years ago to a baked potato song encouraging people to wash their hands, uh, then funding a charity um, for uh, hot food to NHS staff. And there's, there's no
4: greater hot food than a baked potato, is there, really? This is true. <laughs> this is true. But um, it, it's really... It, it, uh, some of the food comes from Leon and Wasabi and Dishoom and lots of other uh, uh, great restaurant chains have hopped on board. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, it's so important to to look after our NHS workers at the moment.
2: Of course, it is absolutely 100. Uh, percent Now we we can't let you go without asking you about the Great British Bake Off. Is it true? Oh. Uh, double double page uh, spread in the Sun today. Um, I only got the job because um, my future co presenter had a weird dream about me. Is that right?
4: This is this is true. Yeah, he he dreamt. Here's the thing. Right, so he Noel had a dream that I would be <laughs> presenting it with him. Right, and but he didn't call the producers of the Bake Off and say, oh. I've had this, I have had this weird dream that Matt was presenting it with me. He just said, oh, I think Matt would be really good. So, I mean, I, I was good in the dream. doesn't mean I'll be any good on the show. <laughs> so, you, high
2: risk. Have you consulted him on what happened in the dream so you can maybe take from that?
4: You no, know, I need to know what else happened in this dream, Matt. So you're <laughs> right. I need to find this out.
2: <laughs> um, right. Now, when do you start filming all that? Well, you don't know, I suppose, at the moment, do you?
4: We don't know. We were gonna do it in about three weeks' time right. but obviously we just wait on the government on the All government right. regulations. Whenever they say it's safe to do it, we'll do it. And how's your lovely mum? Oh she's very well, thank you for asking. Aww. Yeah, she's taking She's taking good care, all the precautions. She's listening to what the baked potato says (laughs) and uh, she's taking all the precautions. Thank you.
2: All right, Matt. Well, lovely to hear from you. Um, You know where we are. If you need us, please let us know.
4: Thank you, Chris. And thanks so much for supporting the song. I really appreciate it.
2: How could we not? Why would we not?
0: The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with
3: Sky on Virgin Radio. Uh, Who are we talking to next? Vassar. Our next guest is one of the funniest people and best actors in the business. Equally brilliant in Derek And on Dave, the comedy, drama and winning Taskmaster. She's back on our screens tonight in Sky Atlantic's gripping, gritty Save Me Too. Please welcome the really ace... Kerry Godlyman. Good morning, Kerry. Good morning. Uh, so for people who weren't uh, aren't up to speed with
2: season one, and you can watch all of season one, and people who people don't like Save Me, they love Save Me. Uh, yeah, the you, reaction's been brilliant. Can you get can you get us up to speed uh, in what happened? Uh, uh, you know, you know, if you don't mind, uh, sort of uh, ex- ex- expedite the first season, how it ended, and where we pick up from, if you don't mind, Kerry.
5: Um, well, the brilliant Lenny James, who wrote it, he plays a character called Nelly. And uh, his son, his daughter rather, God, that's pretty key. His daughter um, goes missing, yeah. and he starts a journey where he tries to find her. And he hasn't seen her for years. He's uh, he's not been around as her dad, so he's kind of going into an underworld, and he, he takes a lot of his community with him. He, it's quite an ensemble piece. It's all set on an estate, and a lot of the characters on the estate are part of the story as well. And it kind of just slowly, slowly he goes into a kind of underworld. And where it left off last time, it's interesting where it goes with the second series. I don't think people will guess where it ends up, to be honest.
2: Which is, is part of his genius, isn't it? Because, of course, Lenny yeah. stars in it and cre- created it, wrote it, as you said. Uh, so you, he's there's, brilliant. A, there's Lenny, who's brilliant. Yourself are off the charts, obviously. Saran Jones is in this, Stephen Graham's uh, in this. Uh, Jason Graham, Fleming is in this Jason as well. Jason
5: Fleming, just such an extraordinary cast. Um, Adrian Edmondson, Leslie Manville...
2: OK, now, Lenny, obviously a brilliant actor. Now we're finding out a brilliant writer, a brilliant creator. Uh, and Mira says that the thing that she loved about Lenny's character is that, and the way Lenny plays the character, he he's, he plays this broken man so well. If, you know, yeah. Would you agree with that?
5: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Lenny's kind of an extraordinary um talent i mean he's just to work with him is a real privilege because he just there's so much going on and that's just as an actor and then when you remind yourself he actually wrote it as well i know, I know. It, it's how, mind-blowing
2: how very dare he all right <laughs> so, so uh, how long did it take you, mate? where would you make it was it lots of night shoots and things like that
5: it's all shot in London. A lot of the scenes that I'm involved in are in the Palm Tree pub in East London. And yep. that pub, what one thing I love about that pub is that the art department didn't have to do much to it to make it look like that. <laughs> it, it, it looks like that the whole time. And uh, it's very atmospheric. And we have some big, long days in that pub where we shoot parties. And they're quite complicated because you've got 20-plus people in that pub. Um, yeah, so they're big days. But they're, they're, there's a real camaraderie between the cast and it's
2: been amazing. Save Me Too, T.W.O. All episodes available to watch now on Sky Atlantic, and season one is there as well. So, uh, w- once again, if you've missed out on this, uh, you have so much more to look forward to than the people who've already seen it. I love that about things. Uh, we haven't seen the Wire. I've never seen the Wire. I haven't seen West Wing. Um, Kerry, have you? Have you got any huge treats I've, yet to catch up with?
5: I have never seen The Sopranos. Oh my or goodness the Wire. me! Oh. I know, the there's loads of stuff. But the thing is I've got I'm in the lockdown with children so yeah. I can't Watch things that kids can't watch. I know, I know. So well, I need to. You need to find things that you can all enjoy, can't you?
2: Well, we've been doing that in the afternoons, uh, but the kids have the kids seem to to, to let um, the Marvel and DC movies uh, rule our living room at the moment, which are fine. They're fine, but see, see, I get a pick one day, they get a pick the other day, but they seem yeah. to be liking the films I'm liking too. So they're getting d- the double bubble, which I don't. We I put Sully on the other day. You know that that's the 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 film about the pilot who landed the oh, yeah. American Airlines on the river on the, the Hudson. I thought. They will not like this one. This is 1 0 one to me. They absolutely loved it. And then it was their pick it's and it was done. It. Their it's not fair.
5: Mine right. resist it. And I'm like, look, you're wrong. I've got extremely good taste in film, <laughs> but they don't hear me. <laughs> no, I know. All
2: right. And what are you doing? Are you going to you watch um, Save Me 2 with uh, friends and family or virtually? Or what will you do? Raise, well, a, gla- I raise again, a glass again, to yourself. It's not
5: something you can watch with the kids. It's not appropriate for the little ones. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, probably have to wait till they're in bed before we watch Save Me. So, I don't know. It's another nice day. When the sun comes out, I try and get outside and good grab for it. You. So, yeah, back in that garden, maybe a little bike ride.
2: All right, and um, and what? Could, when when might you be working next? Who knows? You know
5: what? I have no idea. The live side of stuff is just all on hold, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. Um, try and do writing and things like that. Might be doing. we're going to try and do some news quizzes? I think we're going to try and do that remotely. So. You know, people, people are having to work in different ways. I think it's quite yeah. interesting.
2: No, it's a voyage of discovery for all of us, and we must go yeah. on it together. Uh, together we are stronger. Rachel has seen uh, Save Me. Um, can't wait for Save Me too. Can you, Rach?
6: Hi, Kerry. Hello. How
5: are you doing? I'm all right, thank you.
6: Um, Alex and I binged Save Me Series 1 over the last three nights, and it was... Oh, wow really gripping i mean at times really uncomfortable viewing but yeah. we couldn't turn it off it was absolutely amazing
5: we loved it's it it's extraordinary isn't it yeah
2: and uh, of course you're a former winner of um, rachel's uh, the the reason rachel's family for a while had bread on their table
6: and still has bread
5: on the table taskmaster <laughs> series seven yeah, winner his, um, tasks uh he's setting tasks isn't he? home <laughs> tasking
6: Home tasking. Home tasking.
5: Yeah. Yeah, that is Home
6: keeping trajectory. him well, it's keeping him extremely busy. <laughs> okay, what's
2: today's brand new task, Rachel? That we
6: oh, can, okay, so today's task today's task in? is out. Hang on, let me get it off on my phone. So this is why I think Vassos might be interested in it. Today's task turn your kitchen into a sporting arena, then create the most epic moment of sporting <laughs> glory.
5: Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. That, that is mean. what we're doing today in our Go for it, Kerry. Kerry, you need
2: to. Do you have a bowl in your kitchen, or do you just have the sink, the bare sink with a plug? Bare sink with a plug. Fill it up with water. I want your best Sharon Davis moment because you're missing your (laughs) swimming pool. Oh,
5: right. I'm getting on it. Goggles, swimming cap. That's happening. All right,
2: Kerry. Thank you so much for being here
5: pleasure have have a wonderful birthday
2: okay thank you so much save me too all episodes available uh, to watch now on Sky Atlantic starring Kerry and her pals there Saran Jones uh, Stephen Graham uh, Jason Fleming and the show's creator and absolute superstar Lenny James Um, people rave about the show I haven't seen it it's time for me to catch up and we have the time to catch up so
3: we will
0: the best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio.
3: Vassas Alexander, off you go. In 10 days of dancing and dips, this expert exerciser has basically become the nation's PE teacher. <laughs> but will the Wix web workout continue into the Easter holidays? Let's ask him. The brilliant body coach himself, jump in, Joe Wicks. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, guys. How's it going? <laughs> Very well. How's it going with you? I'm good. I
7: thought we were doing a video I'm am dressed in my full fancy dress outfit for you. I've got it up. I'm, up, I'm running, ready to go. We're like, so we that's just audio.
2: Can we talk about that because my kids are getting ready for your online Mufti Day workout, and they were worried because when they get when they're allowed to to wear fancy dress at school, it means it's the end of the term, and they they thought that maybe you're going to take an Easter break, and they want they wanted me to ask you personally, which is why we've got you on today.
7: No, there's 100. percent I'm carrying on next week. I'm doing this until schools are back. I'm yes. doing this as long as people need me. So Monday morning, 9 a.m. I'll be there. I'm having the weekend off. No interviews and PR so I can have a little bit of time with the family. But Monday morning, we'll be fresh, ready to go. Right,
2: blooming right. And so is it every Friday, the fancy dress thing? Are we going to go for a little bit of novelty uh, on the final day of a five-day workout week with Joe Wicks?
7: Yeah, we've, we've now got rights to a lot of amazing musicians have given us rights to use their music. So we've got a couple of days we're going to have music, some days without music. But on a Friday, it'll be fancy dress Friday. <laughs> and I'm also setting some homework each week. So homework this week's going to be write a letter or a poem about how you feel after you exercise. That would be a nice one for them to get to, oh. to write down why, they, why it makes them feel better. And I think that would be a lovely piece of homework.
2: Joe, this is your time and you're doing such a fantastic jog, job and you're in the papers every blooming day. How did, what did you do to your hand last weekend?
7: Oh, I fell off my bike so I fractured a little bone in my hand. But it's, I'm lucky, really, because I can still... Do everything except for burpees. I think most of the people are happy that I'm not doing burpees, though. So it's good for them. <laughs> no, it works uh, out well.
2: My kids struggle with burpees. My wife struggles with, with burpee, burpees, and she may be as fit as you, if not fitter. So um, we want to know about your living room. Did you have a fresh carpet installed because you knew this was going to happen? Because we don't believe that that carpet has ever seen any shoes that may have been or even looked outside the house.
7: Well, I've it looks like I've it looks like I've got carpet burns in there because I've been doing like all these really mad exercises. But no, this is. This is my living room, but we don't use it as much. So I took out all the furniture. Right. I blocked my front door and all it's all out there. But it's basically like become, even before this, I've been doing my workouts here. So I've got a couple of nice lights installed and it's, it's lit up, so I can do workouts at 9am or 10pm at night. So I can film at any time of the day. It's brilliant.
2: All right, pal. And um, I heard this story um, this week about you've, your advertising has gone through the roof, and you've literally got a waterfall of cash, which you are just lit- going to throw straight away. Uh, like a sort of you, literally, you are you are gifting the, the ultimate hospital pass of cash uh, straight from your uh, palms to the NHS. Is that right?
7: Yeah. I mean, I wasn't planning on this. I didn't. I had no idea we we're going to have 28 million views. So with that comes um youtube revenue and i looked when nicky told me my brother said look it's almost a hundred thousand dollars i said mate we need to we need to donate that so it's granted nhs which means every single it's almost become a a charity fundraising now because the more views of these workouts the more people that take part the more we raise so it's just been a really nice thing to do and everyone's really really proud and inspired by that i think
2: okay and how how you find the reaction because what's funny is you know and you know this joe better than anybody else faster than rachel i know this too but you know better than all of us when people join a gym you know first couple of days they they couldn't be more motivated but then it really drops off a cliff what are you seeing numbers wise what kind of reaction are you getting
7: well the highest peak we had was the second day we had nine hundred and fifty-four thousand live streams right but we're still getting about between sort of 600 700,000 live streams a day so it's still it's really really getting high and also views after they go live we've had 28 million views in the past 10 days right
2: okay and, and what, what else because when you get on a roll like this you know momentum breeds momentum ideas and creativity breeds more ideas and more creativity you know w- what are the things what are the sort of uh, what are sort of buds of, of, of future wonder have come to, to the fore
7: well this looks like it's saying I've just had this idea overnight but I, I've been doing the school's work about three or four years and I've done a lot of the live weeks on, on YouTube but I suppose what I'm going to hopefully do now is just come up with more ideas about you know engaging the kids and the parents so that it becomes a family thing not just yeah, a yeah. children's PE lesson yeah. and, and so I'm thinking about different exercises different ways of bringing challenges in maybe partner stuff if, if you're training with someone else so yeah I've got I've got loads of ideas and another great thing I'm doing is getting children to design their workout and then they're sending it to me for ideas oh, so wow. that's helping me come up with content but I really I'm loving this and even if I've said this before like if if a hundred kids were doing it or a million, I'm still having fun. It's still the same thing for me. So I'm just proud that, everyone, even like yourself, are letting me talk about this even more because then more families are doing it.
2: No, you're making a difference and what a difference you're making. All right, Joe, so it's going to crack on. So kids, uh, specifically Noah, I always hijack the show for the sake of my own uh, family. Um, Noah and uh, Eli, it's, it's fine. It's Mufty Day today, but it's going to carry on
7: next week. Thank you, Joe. Thanks, Matt. Have a great day. See you, guys. Cheers, Bye-bye. pal.
0: The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio.
2: So we've heard from three guests already but there's still more guests to come. Marie Folio tells us how to make the most of the silver linings whilst we're staying at home. Dr. Linda Papadopoulos shares internet safety for children with Sky's hashtag #StaySafeStayHome advice hub. Dr. Megan Rossi discusses how to keep on top of our digestion and power up our immune system during lockdown and fantastic cook Shivy Ramatar chats her brand new cookbook Ice
3: Kitchen. All that in store. Vassos, take it away. Quite frankly, we're all trying to figure out how to get through this, which means we all need our next guest. Fresh from the brilliant, best-selling, Everything is figure outable. she's now written a support guide for coronavirus. Please welcome back the marvellous Marie Forleo. Morning, Marie. And, uh, what Good is it there? Good morning. Morning, 20 oh
2: past goodness. midnight in Los Angeles. Come in, Marie. <laughs> <laughs> how are
1: you? It's well, so good to be with you guys. You're the best reason for me to stay up late.
2: Well, we are very well. We're very safe. How are things in LA? How is how, how severe is the lockdown there?
1: I'll tell you, it's very severe. I'm happy that we were on the early trend of this. One great thing about Los Angeles is we are a bit more spread out than when I'm in New York. Um, so that's a good thing. And people have been actually really wonderful, keeping their distance on the street. When you're walking your dog, folks are crossing to the other side. So I think folks are really trying their best
2: right now marie's queen of uh, the book everything is figureoutable as uh, she talks about this particular thesis this philosophy all the time she's been over here she's talked at uh, life lessons about it for us uh, with our sunday times life lessons uh, we we'll meet again not sure where not sure when uh, marie but we definitely will uh, what what is figureable uh, at the moment as far as you're concerned
1: I think what's outable for each of us is how to do our part, right? And I love what you guys are doing. For those of us that aren't at the front lines and we're not at in the medical community, I think one of the things that we can do is help ourselves and our family immediately try and do our best To keep our stress low and to keep that fear and anxiety low so that we can help keep our families healthy and we can stay out of the hospital system you know one of the things that i'm trying to help my community with right now is all the little things the basic fundamentals that they can do you know in terms of going back to can you sit in stillness you know even for five minutes a day even though the kids are running around and you're working from home and you don't know what the heck you're doing you know can you eat that good food to try and keep your immune system up and of course stay home do not be cavalier about this it's like stay at home figure out things to do because that's the way that we can really ironically be of highest service right now
2: now you are the queen of things to do uh, what kind of takeaways are you giving your podcast listeners uh, your followers uh, around the planet
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I actually talked about this last week, and uh, I loved coming on your show. I mean, the the two times I've been on there, it's been so inspiring to me. And now, of course, we can't shoot our Marine TV show in New York City because nothing is shooting right now. So I'm shifting over in the podcast, and I'm actually (laughs) taking inspiration from a little bit of the chat show. I love your show so much, so we're going to be taking um callers you know we're going to be adding in some music and doing different things just to help people stay positive stay focused because we will make it through this but we do have to keep our mindset right and our heart set right I
2: and mean, what what kind of concerns are you hearing from uh from 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 your fans i mean you you must be getting like thousands of emails and tweets and instagram yeah. what 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 is the what is the sense of concern because the fear can be fear itself can't it
1: Absolutely. And I think the one thing that's really interesting about this, Chris, is that everyone is experiencing something so different right now. You know, I have folks in our audience who they've always been working from home, you know, so they're online entrepreneurs and they understand how to handle this. And then there's millions of others who are finding themselves without work for the first time. And that's terrifying. And so I think one of the things that all of us need to do is just keep that sense of compassion that everyone is experiencing this very, very. Differently. Um, I think the biggest challenge is the unknown, right? Because we human beings, we don't deal with the unknown yeah. and we don't deal with uncertainty very well. And so there's this desire to know when it's going to be over. And I, no one knows that. And I think the best thing that we can do for each other is just to keep paying attention to the facts yeah. because facts are empowering, yeah, yeah. facts are calming. And when we do that, that's how we kind of stay steady uh, as we make it through.
2: So facts over fear, facts dispel fear. Make sure you get the right facts, though. Of course, that's also important. And don't try and overfact. Let's not all try and become experts in coronavirus because that is a trap many people fall into, isn't it?
1: Yes. And again, it's like going back to those basics, right? If you can go back to those basics, you know, what are you doing every day? We're doing something called um, self-care Saturdays on my Instagram channel. So I'm going live and going back to my my old days of teaching fitness and teaching dance and just working out with people for 10 or 15 minutes. Then we do a little bit of meditation. Then we do some Q&A for connection. And, you know, we can use technology, I think, to really help us stay connected during this time and to also flex our creativity. Some people are just finding these incredible Incredible ways, Chris. I'm sure you guys have seen it over there in the UK, where they're DJing, people are dancing, people are doing the most wonderful things with technology to keep our spirits up and to keep each other in a space of hope and possibility.
2: Uh, Marie, you're always on absolutely spectacular form. It's it's now 25 to one in the morning in Los Angeles, and it could be 25 <laughs> to one in the afternoon. Are you just on this on this constant high all the time, or are you on a natural high of your own supply? Is that what's going on here?
1: I'll tell you, I think that's my gift. That's what I would was born with i also had a really good homemade dinner we made some really great chili the past couple of days I'll and so it. that's still in my belly <laughs> tonight That'll do. It. And because we're all in <laughs>
2: lockdown everything we make every stew we make or every big casserole we make or every sort of big pan uh, or pot of wonder that we make always better on the second day and if not the third so you've always got that congealing going on and you've got the flavors really infusing each other and it gets a bit caramely towards the bottom and you get to scrape the pan
1: Oh, hundred percent. I mean, my <laughs> refrigerator is stocked right now. I've never cooked this much in my life. That's yeah. another amazing thing we're taking away: <laughs> okay. cooking nonstop.
2: Right, Marie. Uh, soon, uh, either via Skype or by Zoom, or you know, via some kind. Where are we? Are we on telephones? Are we direct lines? Or are we ISDNing? Or what are we doing? ISDNing, Skypeing. All right. right now. Uh, as soon as yeah. you can. Again, anytime you like. Here. Thank you so much, Marie Folio.
1: Oh, thank you so much. And you guys stay well, be well. And I can't wait to see you again sometime soon. All right,
0: pal. The best of the Chris
3: Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Cancer and coronavirus is complicated. This superwoman is still having treatment, but she's also going back to the blackboard to help the rest of us with homeschooling. We love Deborah James.
2: It's Deborah James. Yeah, we do. It is Deborah James. Morning, Debs. Good morning. Okay, so uh, you have previous as a teacher, you were training to be a headmistress, is that right?
8: Yeah, I was a deputy head teacher before cancer got in the way. um, And I think COVID is bringing my love of teaching back to reality, which I'm quite excited about.
2: Well, it's bringing your love of teaching back, which is, is a blessing in itself. Uh, but also, I yes. think the kids are embracing the homeschooling. Do you get that sense?
8: Yeah, I actually think that it's an opportunity for us to transform the way that we learn. And being an absolute geek in terms of the research behind me, and Vassos knows this, uh, because we have lots of common friends who are all in teaching um, and really, really passionate about the way the kids learn. But I think we have this misconception that it has to be set at a desk in a classroom and actually the best learning happens when we're having fun when we're engaged when we even when we don't even think that we're learning and actually i think now's it's a, a brilliant opportunity for education here in this country to kind of flip start thinking outside the box
2: you're so right um, and i'm
8: really excited you're so
2: right and it's again it's very reflective of other things that that we may have a chance now to fix there were they, they were you there are certain things that that were around and have been around for years and years and years um, that were too too great a problem to admit we had to be in collective denial about them even though many of us didn't want to be uh, one was and it remains climate change two uh, was and remains our diet and what we're doing to ourselves you know before and um, post uh, COVID-19 because a lot of us can't do anything about COVID-19 apart from socially distance and, and, and look out for other people who are going to be challenged by it a lot more than we are but there's a lot other, of other things we can do uh, to help the NHS after this uh, because the, one of the reasons the NHS is mass- massively burdened is because we're so unhealthy And you know they, they, they call the the um various health services around the world exactly like, the health services, but they're not the disease services, because because yeah. they they're staving off the effects of disease, but the the foundations and the reason of the problem are so. So complicated that it, it, people thought we can't just we just can't go there and it's the same for religion as I say it's the same for, for the cli- climate but also and back to your point looping back to where we started it, it's about the, our education system which was a uh, form created in the in Victorian times and it's so steeped in, in its its own roots that it's so hard to, to go back there unless everything was put on hold and innovation was forced upon us and that's where we are today and you know we could be changing 80% of the way kids learn now and forever.
8: I think it's wonderful. I think the only reason that we actually work in a timetable was because you're perfectly right. Uh, Schools were made in the Victorian era where we had to work in accordance to what the factories were were looking like. So we have a lunch break when we do. Well, obviously we get hungry, but we work in timetables because it was the way that we can staff schools. If we can suddenly not have to work within that structure, learning can happen at eight o'clock in the evening, at six o'clock in the morning. Whenever those kids are most engaged, it can happen if it's available all the time. So it's quite exciting. But going back to your point in terms of the um, the impact that this is having on the on the health system, I think you're perfectly right in terms of whether we want to emit it or not. Um and I'm someone that lives with cancer. Um in nearly 50 percent of our cancers are lifestyle related. Yep. Now, that doesn't mean that. Um, and I hate the idea that people feel that they're to blame for their cancer. But I do think in terms of education, we have a responsibility uh, across the world and in the UK, well, especially here in the UK, to educate young people about what healthy lifestyles look like and ultimately what the impact on you know the systems that keep us alive can be if we don't look after ourselves first and foremost.
2: Yeah. So you got cancers, you got hypertension, you got high cholesterol, you got high blood pressure, you got diabetes and pre-diabetes. Fifty <laughs> percent of Americans are pre-diabetic. Unbelievable. Um, and that's the, opio- wow. the opioid addiction that's, that's gone on over there. You get. You have a pharmaceutical uh, healthcare industry that's worth four point two trillion dollars a year to their economy, which I think is the biggest, uh, the biggest section of their economy from a monetary point of view. I mean, all unbelievable. But because we have been forced into slamming on the anchors, uh, the handbrake has been pulled for us, not by us, uh, we have chance, we have we have uh, space to to observe, to reflect, and maybe change.
8: Yeah, and I think um, I'm hoping, well, I'm already seeing massive creativity. Um, I'm about to launch podcasts in a couple of weeks, uh, which could be quite exciting. Um, I will obviously be telling you guys more about it, but it's with my kids, and we want to hear good news stories. Aww. Oh, brilliant. Um, um, it's four kids. Uh, well, obviously, my, my, my own children are going to be involved, and we want to hear from loads of kids out there in terms of sending in their good news
2: stories in right. this time. Okay, and so, the, the kids are being so creative because a lot of kids, you know, a lot of kids have never experienced boredom because they, there's always things nowadays to fill their time. Because it's much easier for them to access something else, a distraction. And what you boredom is the best friend of creativity, and that's what we see in these creative shoots everywhere
8: everywhere and i think also it's remembering so for example one of the best skills that i learned um (laughs) and it has got me out of a lot of tricky situations is i've learned loads of juggling skills and circus skills when i was younger it's it's bode me well in life it's always been my party trick so i can still juggle (laughs) to this day and i've actually um on a little instagram thing that i set up called grid school which is full of fun ideas for kids to do with my mum and myself we've actually done a takeover this week with gifford circus I love Gifford Circus yeah. and we've been going behind the scenes you know how to do that beautiful makeup how to do a headstand how to juggle why not I mean we've got to find the fun in like you know these horrible it is a, it's, it's not a great time but actually we can make it great I dress up every day because actually um, you know in fancy dress because actually it just helps me get through the day.
2: <laughs> Deborah, we love you thank you so much good luck with everything
8: lots of love take care R- bye 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 right,
2: find Deborah on Instagram at grid
0: school and at bow babe of course so the best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio.
3: us, who are we talking to next? As we homeschool, there's one equation we all know: kids at home minus sport minus playdates can equal soaring screen time. So, how can parents keep kids safe online and still get the good stuff with Internet Matters' new Sky-supported advice hub? Plus, our next guest, super psychologist Dr. Linda Papadopoulos. Good morning, Dr. Linda. Good morning. And thank you so much for hanging
2: on. I know you're very busy. and um, We won't keep you long, but thank you for so much for hanging on. Dr Linda, can you give us some takeaways straight off the bat, please, if you don't mind?
9: Yeah, there's a lot of things that parents can do um, when they're at home with their kids to kind of try and keep them safe. I think the first thing, we're living in times of uncertainty. So the first thing is routine, right? That means get them up around the same time, get them to do their schoolwork around the same time, stop for lunch, just kind of the more routine kids have, the better. And that means the same thing when it comes to their online worlds, right? They're going to have a lot more time to be on their devices. So being able to set boundaries and routines like that is really important. So at Stay Safe, Stay Home, the hub we've developed at Internet Matters, one of the things that we speak about is how to apply safety settings on things like house party and zoom so you're not afraid that your kids are going to be interrupted by strangers um we've got sort of guys on using safe tech so again make sure that they're safe technologically but also speak to them about things like you know there's going to be a lot of information out there right it's making us anxious your kids feed off of how you feel so i think number one model appropriate behavior but number two speak to them about how they feel when they come across content that makes them uncomfortable, right? You have an open conversation. Speak to them about the source that it comes from. Speak to them about the importance of not forwarding it on without speaking to to them first.
2: And of course, they have lots of heroes, don't they, on, uh, on the internet? Like Noah posted his first... I think really his first sort of self-originated bit of YouTube content yesterday. And immediately at the end, he said, you know, subscribe to my channel. I said, no, you haven't got a channel. (laughs) Uh, But he was just so keen to emulate his hero. So you've got to be careful there, haven't you, as well?
9: Well, you do, you do, and it kind of just, I think kids are a lot smarter than we give them credit for, so give them time to kind of think about where they kind of get those catchphrases from, and thinking about, you know, why am I posting what I'm posting, who, you know, who do I hope sees it, you know, what and again, you know, there's so much to speak about, sort of the whole notion of chasing likes, is it important that people like everything I say, because again, we know that so much of their lives, all the good stuff, but also a lot of the bad stuff, comes from the online world, and, and I think, you know, the key is, I think it's always that balance with how much you talk. And how much they use,
2: and with homeschooling, uh, the internet now, and also joining us all up when we are self-isolating at home, uh, maybe joining us up uh, more than ever before. It's you know, it's, it really is sort of turning out to be a force for good for now, um, which is why we've got to. We've got to protect everybody even more so because that's when the baddies sometimes sort of try and get under the radar. But your hashtag Stay Safe at Home Hub is, is the, the you've apparently this was created last Wednesday. Is this just on the back of coronavirus, or was it going to happen anyhow?
9: All the stuff that we have on there is about safety online, but the Stay Safe, Stay Home Hub was because of coronavirus. So I've been doing videos on there. There's lots of wonderful content. We, you know, even stuff on like how to use Sky Buddy, which is like a tool for managing screen time. It's it's all on there and and. Look Look, you know, I think, you know, as all parents out there with kids know, these are really trying times. Psychologically speaking, everything that makes you feel anxious, you know, uncertainty, novelty, threat. This coronavirus has all of that, right? So, you know, the more that we can kind of understand it ourselves and then sort of imbue those things with our kids around how to stay safe is important. I love what you guys were talking about, about reframing language. I hate the term social isolation. We're living in a more connected time than ever. Yeah. We're physically isolated, but we don't have to be socially isolated. And I think that's really important.
2: Yeah, I just think we should reframe the whole thing to physical isolation and not workplace isolation or social isolation or whatever it may be. Neighbourhood isolation. You don't need to hear those things. Uh, So um, now you work for, you're an ambassador for Internet Matters, a not-for-profit organisation, and you've actually informed government policy uh, up until now haven't you
9: yeah yeah so just again around how you know a, a lot of you know especially how the best way to kind of help our kids manage this thing that kind of they've been born into the internet that is constantly changing that for a lot of us isn't as commonplace and you know again we do research at i am internet matters and you know one of my favorite stats that came out recently is 80 percent of kids think they can manage their online safety most of the time by themselves and whereas else you know this might be true when they're 16 and older i think I think younger kids need that kind of stuff. So the more we we kind of understand the psychology around kind of kids' ownership of their own time and how parents can kind of shape that, I think the better.
2: Now, my kids still don't believe that I was alive when um, mobile phones uh, didn't exist. They don't believe me. <laughs> it's hilarious, that, isn't it? And, and they, they genuinely don't believe me. They, they think it's like my worst joke.
9: <laughs> it's quite a high bar, that, by the way. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but it's funny, but if you think about it, everything else you teach your kids, you did first. Right? You drove first, you cooked first. You know, the internet, they, you know, they had it before you did. They had it at a younger age yeah. than you did. So it's a kind of, it's a different dynamic, right? And they're also looking at, at apps and stuff that we're not aware of many times. So being on top of it, yeah, it's, it's important.
2: Dr. Linda, I, I know you hung on for us for far longer than you needed to. And I know you've got a patient to see. So thank you so much for being here.
9: Pleasure. Thank you for having me.
2: All right. You're very welcome.
0: The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio.
3: Vasos, it's over to you. Our next guest is our belly's best friend forever. As we all rely more on more on food we store, how can we say bye-bye to bloating and give her a big, warm welcome to wellness with more of her terrific tips? It's the gut doctor herself, marvellous Megan Rossi. Yeah, it is
2: Megan. We didn't know this, but um, Megan, as, as we've always called her on the show, she is an Aussie and she was talking to Aussie Nick and he, says, he said, good morning, Megan. And we said, it's Megan. It's nice, Megan. And it is Megan, isn't it? Megan?
10: It is Megan. It is Megan. I'm not a vegan, but a lot of people call me Megan the vegan just to get it
2: right. I love the fact we can call you Megan now. That's so cool. And um, often uh, it is cited that the reason for people not looking after themselves from a dietary point of view is they don't have time to buy the right things. And even if they did, they don't have time to prepare the right things. That excuse is now out the window, unlike anything else, because we all have to stay within the window, within the doors. That's about right, isn't it?
10: Absolutely. I think now is actually a really good timing. It's a bit of a silver lining to this lockdown is that most of us, not all of us, a lot, you know, many people still working on the front, front line or, you know, looking after the kids, learning to be teachers. But a lot of us actually have time to start, you know, getting to the kitchen and, and cooking a little bit more. So actually we do have the opportunity to hopefully, you know, look after our gut health that little bit extra, which is clearly so, so important given that 70% of our immune system actually lays within our guts.
2: Uh, are you doing things online every day? Can people watch what you're up to? Can they join in with what you're doing?
10: Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm at the gut health doctor online, but I'm also seeing, I guess, my patients online. Um, so yeah, no, thank God for technology. We certainly aren't really in complete lockdown. So,
2: so on Twitter at the gut, he- at at, sorry, at the gut health doc. Instagram at the gut health doctor. Um, what kind of things are you doing on there, and what kind of things can you uh, tempt people with who are dipping their toe in the gut health pool for the first time?
10: Well, I'm I'm trying to help people, you know, make food that's incredibly tasty, but also is really good for the gut bacteria, because we all want to have a strong immune system at the moment, and looking after our gut microbes, so that's those trillions of bacteria in there you know, is really important. So things like we should all be working with legumes, So like the beans and pulses are so versatile, you know, and they're super cheap. There's plenty still in the supermarket. So adding them to pretty much whatever you're making. So I made a uh, uh, baked bean, smoky baked bean mix, and I added like four different types of beans and there, are heaps of different plant-based diversity. And I think that's really key for looking after these microbes.
2: Right, grains and seeds that we can uh, top things that we like anyhow in the first place with that are good for us. Give us some of those.
10: Yeah. So mixed. All all it's about is diversity. So it's super simple. Whenever you're going to the grocery store, think about diversity. Now there are six different plant-based food groups. We've got our whole grains, our nuts, our seeds, our legumes, so our beans and our pulses, our fruit and our veg. Those six different groups. When you go to the uh, check out, make sure, just a bit of a mental note, that in your grocery basket you've got something from all six plant-based food groups. And that, in turn, is going to really look after your gut bacteria. And I think, you know, now is, like, the ultimate for us to really appreciate, you know, the power of these invisible organisms. So, you know, COVID is a type of organism. Um, it's a type of virus. Now, we have trillions of microorganisms living within our guts. Trillions. So, yes, thank yeah, trillions of them. Thousands of different types. So COVID is one type. Thankfully, most of us don't have that living in our gut at the moment. Um, But there are so many, thousands of different types and altogether trillions living within our gut, which actually do so much for us. And just because we can't see them, I think historically we haven't really appreciated that they can produce things like vitamins and hormones and strengthen our immune system. So actually, when I'm, you know, at the grocery store, yes, you want to get some foods that are tasty, that your taste buds are going to enjoy, but also think about that diversity, that plant-based diet diversity, which feeds those gut bacteria, because in turn, they're going to look after you during this period.
2: Yeah, and also the, your gut bacteria, and this is, I think this is really important. This is such a leap that you and your colleagues have made over the last few years. Your gut bacteria can hijack your taste buds and can make you think you're making decisions for other reasons, but they just want feeding. And if you can re-educate the, those little guys <laughs> and enough of them, it's, you know, changing your diet can become a bit more automatic and a bit less challenging.
10: No, it really can. So that study you're talking about, is actually, it was done in fruit flies. So I don't know if we can extrapolate out to humans yet. Well, let's take showed... it. Come
2: on, let's take it for now. Come
10: on. <laughs> okay, we're in lockdown. We're in a desperate time. So what they showed is a different gut bacteria in the fruit flies' bellies was able to dictate whether they preferred sweet or savoury foods. So, you know, again, we know that it's not just about the gut bacteria. It's also about the mental health, our psychological state, in terms of what foods we're going for. But absolutely, I see all the time with my patients that the more they start to eat plant-based foods in their diet, which can be super, super tasty still. um, You loved, you loved my pre chocolate bar, didn't you?
2: Chris, I, 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 do, I, I think I about them about every five minutes still.
10: I know. And this is the thing with isolation. I couldn't bring you any. So that's like the perfect example of how... You can still have the, you know, prebiotics which feed the good bacteria, so the dried mango and pistachios, but also have the deliciousness that feeds your taste buds, like the white chocolate. So it's just about kind of combining your taste buds and the food your gut bacteria really like.
2: Right. Tell us um, about this tell us about the simplicity of a stuffed date.
10: The stuffed dates, yeah. So dates are a really good source of prebiotics. Have you heard that word? The prebiotic word? Yeah, before? of
2: course I have, yeah,
10: yeah. 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 Fancy word that essentially it's just food for the good bacteria. And then we have the probiotics, which is like the good bacteria which you find in things like live yogurt so with the dates a really easy kind of treat to make at home we're all snacking because we're working from home it's in you know, the fridge is so close so what i've done is just stuffed some dried dates with uh different types of nut butters and i like to use uh heaps of different types of nuts in there again to get that diversity and which feeds the more different types of gut bacteria uh, and then you just mix uh sprinkle on some uh, mixed seeds again getting in that diversity and if you want to be extra um uh, Naughty or tasty, you dip it in some white chocolate <laughs> or some dark chocolate and cheeky. put it in the freezer. Extra it, it's cheeky. a real winner.
2: Extra cheeky. Let's a go. Little, with
10: cheeky. A little cheeky. We yeah. all need to be a bit a bit cheeky in these times.
2: All right. Okay. Listen. Uh, the reason we have, we have Megan on our on Megan on that is just in case you haven't heard it before. So you've heard her, right? She So this is just a bit of what she does, and I'm trying to push you towards. Her Twitter now at the Gut Health Doc and her Instagram at the Gut Health Doctor. She has so much more to give. She talks and walks and has a three hundred and sixty game. And seriously, get into her world because her educating you you about your gut will make your world better. On a daily basis, not just now, but forever. Uh, Megan, uh, the brand new, newly named, or renamed, or reframed <laughs> Megan. Thank you very much for being on our show again. Thanks, guys. Love you. <laughs> okay, uh, she's got. She's very busy with all her patients online, but she always has time for everyone uh, via Twitter at the Gut Health Doc or Instagram at the Gut Health Doctor, and we think she is pretty fabulous.
0: The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. All
2: right, we have treats in front of us, uh, ready to test, ready to taste, uh, ready to sample. How come?
3: Vass, over to you. If you're starting to feel a bit... Chilly, it's probably down to our next guest. Her new cookbook, The Ice Kitchen, is out now and it's got freezer doors opening across the nation. Here to help us maximise convenience in the kitchen, it's Shivi Ramutar.
2: Good morning, Shivi. Morning. Uh, Welcome, welcome. (laughs) Thank you for hanging on. Um, Here we go. Uh, The Ice Kitchen, uh, fast, fresh food to fill your family and your freezer out now. Now, we have in front of us our lovely Hells Bells. Uh, was inspired by you, and she's brought us in your recipe for her vegan sausage rolls. And we're about oh. to jump on them now Rachel, sorry, but you will do your bit from your own living room in self isolation. Vassas, uh, mm-hmm. I'll throw you one over there. Okay, yep. we're, we're gonna bite into these now. Oh my goodness, man. amazing, amazing. <laughs> okay, where are these rates in your top 10?
6: For convenience, I would go at number one. I'm yeah. not a vegan, but I'd have normal sausage in there, but it's just the versatility. And I think I've written about chopping and changing the um, different spices and flavors so you can play sausage roulette. Yeah. So you can see what I did there.
2: Um, (laughs) You can just try lots of. They are. I've you got know. to tell you I mean we, you know Vass and I we're both plant based now um, and we haven't had yeah. any dairy or anything for ages and they, him far longer than I uh, but these are stunning you'd very ne- nice you'd never know I know that's not the point but you'd never know congratulations well oh, done that's
6: good I'm glad it's passed the test ok <laughs> so
2: make ahead recipes include sweet corn fritters page 25 eastern stuffed peppers page 50 peanut stew uh, page 57 vegetable pot pies oh my goodness me page 96 um, <laughs> these simply sausage rolls uh, page 142 the baked berry slump uh, page 164 it's start slumped and so will you be if you eat too much of it um so once we freeze all this gorgeous stuff big tips on defrosting because people worry about defrosting shivy.
6: yeah so i think there's a you know a lot of people get nervous about the freezer but the idea about this book is to demystify the freezer and actually a lot of the recipes don't require you having to think about defrosting so a lot of the recipes you can literally take out of your freezer and bung straight into the oven or straight onto the hob without even thinking about defrosting so that's quite a nice way to do it. And obviously there are certain no-nos about that. But it's, you know, like if there's a bone in chicken or bone in meat, you wouldn't do that. But a lot of the recipes take that into account. So you don't even have to think about the next day, you just get home, you, you know, or you're at home now, and you bang it in the oven, and that's
2: it. Okay, and the great thing about your recipes um, is that they have colour, they ha- they're, they're sassy, and they have real pragmatism to them. And that's because the- here we have the heritage of Shivi, who has been raised in Trinidad, New York, and England. So you are what you eat, and you are what you prepare to eat.
6: Absolutely. It's all about colour. And also, I wanted to you know freezer isn't only about mints it's not about gray it's actually can be really vibrant lots of flavor and still actually a lot of texture so the idea is to still give yourself all of that wonderful color that lovely flavor but just make it really convenient um and you know another part of it is just reducing your waste so when you think you can throw something away stop it's really likely you can freeze it and use it in the future to make
2: midweek meals really quick and easy as well okay and um shivy is burgeoning with recipes uh, too many for the book so at Shivi <laughs> ramatar uh, you can go there on instagram and we have extra bonus um recipes like eggless nutella peanut butter
1: oh yeah
2: <laughs> okay good uh, what about choco banana bread iced iced choco banana bread come on now seriously
6: um, yeah, it was ice with peanut butter and Nutella, <laughs> oh
1: my goodness, but it was man. great
6: because it was a good one. Because I know eggs are tricky to get a hold of, and um, I had a lot of uh, DMs about baking because obviously people with their children at home now want to do something quite proactive. Yeah, and actually banana bread is a brilliant way to not have to use eggs, have an uh, amazing afternoon treat, and also to do you know, throw some hats with the kids, weigh things out. It's a uh,
3: tick the boxes. Okay,
2: uh Vassa Shivy's uh, Shivy has something called her, a weekend painkiller which just turns out to be a pina colada. Ooh,
3: I can I can get on board here. Shivy, I'm on board.
2: Tell us about your take on the pina colada, please Shivy.
6: So, I mean it all started because I had coconut puree that I didn't want to waste. Uh-huh. So naturally, I nutri-bulleted it into a cocktail. Yeah. Um and uh just fresh pineapple or tin pineapple then into a lot of tin Yeah. Um, coconut milk, um, uh, a lot of nutmeg, obviously a lot of rum. Mm -hmm.
5: Um,
6: And um, yeah, and I use some of my uh, ice cube boosters, which is essentially, I I heard Rachel earlier talking about freezing grapefruit, which is brilliant. Um, So I do the similar kind of thing with lime, nutmeg, cinnamon, you know, you can add a bit of pineapple juice in there. You can just throw it into a into we, drink and you've got cocktail hour. We,
2: this is all good. It's only Thursday, but it suddenly feels like Friday. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. And if in doubt, <laughs> get the Nutribullet out and never fails. Um, <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Shivy. How's, you, how's your lockdown going?
6: Yeah, it's great. I'm with my kids. So I'm doing the home- homeschooling thing. Um, yeah. We're, we're surviving. I had a I had a t- difficult day Tuesday when my hot water went, but right. it's a small, small fry compared to what other people are going through. But yeah. have we're doing
2: well. All right. Well, the ice kitchen fast fresh food to fill your family and your freezer is out now. Shivy come in and see us when we're allowed to sit to actually, you know, um connect with human beings in, in person again. Please do that. I
6: would love that. I all would right. absolutely love that. You guys take
2: care. Okay, all right. Shivy's recipes you. have been featured in articles by the Sunday Times, Delicious Magazine, Good Things Magazine, The Metro, The Guardian, to name a few, and she's featured on Saturday Kitchen. BBC Woman's out a masterf because she's so good. Her name is Shivy Aramutar. She is the Ice Kitchen Queen.
0: The best of the Chris Evans' Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio.
2: Thank you so much for listening to this, the podcast of the Virgin Radio Breakfast Show. Don't forget you can subscribe and get it every week from wherever you get your podcast, and you will never miss the weekly roundup of all the best bits from our Virgin Radio Breakfast Show with Sky.